developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for today, Fauzi Musmar. And I'm Rami Ismail. And inshallah, there'll be a third one today. <laughs> inshallah, Osama. Inshallah. Uh, although Osama is, uh, I think Osama is on Arab time today. It's it's really difficult to run a podcast with three Arabs. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> the practicalities. <laughs> the practicalities of people showing up on time just goes yeah, out like, the window. <laughs> you just kind of go, inshallah, and yeah. we kind of go for it. Yeah. <laughs> So Osama uh, might join this episode. We don't know. <laughs> he might just pop out of nowhere as we're talking, or he might yeah. just, you know, completely Arab time it and not <laughs> and not just appear. Just show up in like two hours. <laughs> if he does, so ask him to record a little thing for after the episode. <laughs> He'd be like, "Hi, I'm here." <laughs> he made it. <laughs> oh um, man. <laughs> It's such a bad idea to start a podcast with three Arabs. It's uh, <laughs> it's a miracle we've made it this far. I like. <laughs> I was I was talking about this. Uh, I was doing a talk. Uh, I forget it was yesterday or the day before. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, part of the you know talking about uh, like introducing myself, and then I'm talking about the podcast. And um, <laughs> I usually say it's the three of us, and we got together and we talk about Arab culture. And I mm-hmm. added yesterday, and it's a miracle so far that we haven't missed a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's honestly, it's honestly impressive because I do the same thing, and it's honestly, I've I've been really surprised by how wide the podcast goes. Like I was in uh, Develop Brighton two or three weeks ago, yeah, and uh, somebody just walked up to me and was like, "I'm a huge fan of the podcast." Oh, that's like, awesome. Oh. Cool. Like pe- people are listening to it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but also, we're managing to keep it up despite all of us having pretty busy lives. Like, oh my god! Yes, it's all it's, the time. It's kind of crazy. Like uh, all of us are nonstop. We're we're doing talks and presentations right. and full time jobs and companies right. and God knows what. And, and uh, also the podcast. And also the podcast weekly. I mean, like yeah. we could have done it monthly, but we're like, no, nah, we'll do it every week. <laughs> Wait, just so how about every week? Every week. I mean, it started obviously during COVID. Yeah. So everybody yeah. had time. Yeah. It's but. good if we can maintain it. Like the, um, I had the, also like uh, some of the students uh, yesterday, I was doing a lecture at the Berlin Games Academy. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, the Habibis, of course, we love the show. So right. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, yeah it's... Uh, it's reaching further out than I'm than I'm expecting, and that yeah, always a, a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Plus, I think, like honestly, for me, every week this is like a highlight. I just like catching up with you too. Yeah, same, same. Like just just hearing what you, what you're up to. <laughs> and <laughs> Usually, I, I, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is. And I'm happy. Like now, we're coming back to the point in which, like, when when you and I and Osama like get on the call, we'll be like, all right, so which country are you all at today? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because every week it could be different. <laughs> right. I think. Uh, I think the next recording we do, I'll be in Norway. In Norway, huh? We're coming Norway. close to Sweden again. Yeah, I can see if I can hop by Stockholm. Oh, that would be nice. Um, I'm be sticking nice. around for at least until the 16th uh, okay. in uh, in Stockholm. Because um, I don't know if you heard, but I have a big release coming up. You <laughs> have a big release coming up. Yeah, stuff release. is happening. Oh, my God, man. Like, you're talking about busy weeks. So, like, this week, <laughs> um, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, inshallah, if it comes out this Friday. Um, inshallah. Inshallah, we'll see. 
So if it comes out on Friday the 12th, that will be the day in which like Battlefield 2042 is available for all oh. early access subscribers. So Yeah, early access is happening. Yeah, so that will be the game. And I think like, you know, a bunch of reviewers would have had their hands on it and we start reading people's reviews on the internet and stuff like that. So Ooh. it is a um, wow. yeah, terrifying week. Like I'm super excited. I'm very proud. But um, yeah. So <laughs> I, can, I cannot imagine. I mean, like obviously, the the longest game I've done was Nuclear Throne, and that was four years. But we were in early access since like month six. Wow! So for us, there was never like the big. Okay, here it is. Yeah. You know, it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's kind of ongoing. People like it. Yeah, okay. People still like it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like what's keep make? But like this must be a you know. It's good that you have this like excitement and pride about it because yeah. you know moments like this are really emotionally heavy. Oh my god, it's a it's a life milestone, man. Like right. uh, you know, like um, <laughs> for every game release, and especially like a big game release like this, it'll be like you know life before that game and after that right. game. And it's you you really probably true. have stuff like come up and like you know I see that with uh, my friends in the development scene anywhere in the world. There's always like I want to make this big life decision. Maybe after the game ships, you know, right, like, right. like it's kind of like this big milestone that kind of like defines it's, a lot of what goes before or after it. It's true. It's also that, um, you know, when, when you think about it, so much of my life is segmented into games, right? Yeah. Like when I talk about the past, uh, you know, you're, you're either you're, you're basically talking about either, uh, in my case, partner that you're with or yeah. a game that you're making. Yeah. Right, like, oh yeah, no, I was working on, uh, yeah, I was working on ridiculous fishing at the time, and it's like, yeah, that means twenty eleven to twenty thirteen <laughs> yeah. approximately puts it in a time box. But I just say, yeah, I was working on ridiculous fishing during that time. Yeah, because it, yeah, it's very all encompassing. Yeah, uh, you know, and it, it, you put your heart and soul into the game you're making, so it's also like a very heavy emotional experience. Uh, yeah, so I just can't wait. I can't wait to like to I, see like what, what crazy things people are gonna do. I'm I'm yeah. very excited to get to play with uh, you two. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, get the squad up and uh, and like uh, get up to some shenanigans. I think that'll be a bunch that of fun. Sounds great. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, I think I have it pre-ordered. So oh, that wonderful, be good. awesome. Well, I mean, you were working on it. Of course, <laughs> I was gonna pre. Come uh, on, it's like. That's industry rules. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, man. Uh, but yeah, yeah so like a, that, that's this this Friday, and then the Friday after that, the sixteenth is you know yes. the worldwide launch date. So that's when the like really brain. open the floodgates, and yeah. everybody starts playing. So so yeah, I'm uh, guessing you're you're anticipating a, a busy week uh, <laughs> um, in terms of like just keeping track of stuff. Just and, keeping like, track of stuff at this point, right? right? So like you yeah. know um, uh, the, the build is off into the ether. Um, everything yeah. has been good now uh, we are just uh, on monitoring and trying to like to uh, you know back end stuff and just right. see and people's yeah. reactions and reading stuff online and yeah i'm excited for you thank you thank you so much i'm super excited and uh, yeah Ooh. maybe give an update about how things uh, go the week after that yeah yeah inshallah, <laughs> yeah. inshallah. um cool but that wow, also yeah, that it gave me some opportunity, you know, since the build is out and all of this, like, you know, um, it gives me a, a bunch of free time to play some video games. I don't know. You had a life this week. I had a life. Wow. <laughs> I had a pretty good life that I spent it, <laughs> I spent a lot of it <laughs> playing um, uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. I've been playing that too. Rami, I think this game, 
I haven't finished it yet. I think I'm like 12 hours in or so. Right. But I think this game could be my game of the year. It is remarkably well done for a game where I personally am not the biggest. Like the mechanics are good. Yeah. But the world is amazing. It's it's so good. So I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but like it, they're right. not like you know my favorite Marvel series. Right. They're like you know f- you know the fun goofball group of people that I you know enjoy. Right. Um, so like I had very little expectation of this game, n- not because of anything. I felt like you know it was kind of low key in terms of how it was marketed and. Uh, just the IP itself, it's not like, you know, when you think Marvel, you think Captain America, you think Iron Man, then a bunch of other superheroes, then Guardians of the Galaxy, probably. Yeah. But, yeah. oh fair. my God, this is probably some of the best writings, uh, uh, like work that's been done by the narrative team has been just incredible. Yeah. Probably some of the best writing I've seen in a video game in yeah, a long, and it's long from, time. And it's from the start. It's like yes. as soon as you hit like mission two or something, it gets good, right? Like, I, yes. The start was a little like uh, it's a little clunky. I'm not quite feeling it, and then like immediate, like twenty minutes in, the game is like, nope. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. We're doing it with confidence. Let's go. The dialogue is funny, man. Like you know, so good. It's so hard for a video game to make you laugh, but like, um, like uh, many situations in this game is making <laughs> me laugh, <laughs> laugh hysterically at situations that are happening. Yeah, like, but. I, also genuinely had a number of like oh yeah also like a right. lot of emotional heartfelt moment right um this ragtag team of heroes like you know they also have inner conflicts they disagree with each other they support each other they are at odds with each other they feel right like their relationship feels very real like there's this there's this moment very to to not spoil further into the game i haven't finished it either i think mm-hmm. i'm i'm pretty much around where you are but there's this moment very early on in the game where um, you end up uh, kind of stuck with like a child. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and um, the child has uh, issues with her mom, mm-hmm. and you just kind of get to choose whether you like side with the mom or the kid. <laughs> yeah, and it is so surprisingly genuine that I was just like, huh. I, I stuck up for the kid, by the way. Like, no, no I way did, around it. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like we both have That's... authority issues, Rami. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who <We're>, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> both, both raised by <laughs> Both raised by air parents and we have Sneaking authority around. issues. Sneaking around. What a surprise. So I obviously stuck up for the kid. Of course. Uh, and, and it was so genuine that I genuinely had like a little like, aww. Yeah. You know? It's it's delightful. Uh, and like a lot of these decisions like that, <laughs> that's also one of the things. So I, I've watched very little coverage about this game before it comes out. Not for anything except I was like, you know, super busy with with right, uh, working right. on the game and all of this. But um you know, like the game comes out and I'm playing it and then there's like decision points that happen, which, are, you know, became kind of common in like AAA games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this game nails it. Like those decisions feel weighty. They feel difficult to make sometimes. Right. And like uh, they do the Walking Dead thing where there's a timer running out and you need, you need to make a choice. Will you support this person over that right. person? Are we doing this over that? 
Or we... in my case, if you're not sure, hit the PlayStation button and <laughs> sit and think for a second while the game is paused in the background. Yeah, I, I, I should have done that. I don't think I have. <laughs> I just there's, like... a few, there's a few choices where I'm like, nope, 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 not not making this choice quick. I just went in and like, am I going to hide the llama or going to hide the guns? I don't right. know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Um, I wish Osama was here because, like, that llama first of all reminded me right. of him the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> I did the same. I'm like, should I hide Osama or should I hide the weapons? <laughs> That's like a literal thought I have. <laughs> and like, and it's one of the goofiest looking characters. That, <laughs> like, just like the the sounds it makes and it, it, it's its face just makes me laugh. It's right. it's such a funny designed character and the yep. role it plays in the in the game <laughs> is superb. So I was like, yep. okay, so like this 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 world is masterfully constructed. Right. The narrative is beautifully told. The voice acting is incredible. Um, these characters never shut up. They never give you a moment. They're always talking right. to each other, which is, you know, perfect to the source material. So I was like, all right, so now let's get into the combat then. Yeah. And then as I start playing the combat, at first I was like, okay, I'm I'm not really sure what this is supposed to do right. until I got my full squad together. Mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is more Final Fantasy VII Remake than I thought it is. Right, yeah. Because it's, I, it's not necessarily about controlling the main character only. It's also managing the cooldown and issuing commands to my to the rest of my group yeah. is, the, is the way that I can control the battlefield. I, uh, I, felt, I felt it closer to Final Fantasy XV, right? The Noctis mm-hmm. and, uh, and Prompto and Ignis and, uh, and Gladio, where you, you're basically in control of Noctis. Yeah. But you're, you're pointing your allies out as to, like, do this, do that. Yeah. I, I will admit, I, I enjoy the general flow of combat. I think it's a little clunky at times. It's, mm-hmm. it's the, I think the moment-to-moment gameplay is definitely the, the least polished part of the video game. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, it's still it's still very entertaining. Yeah, right. Like, and and every now and then you just get things going, and you know, like a battle just flows perfectly, and you're just making things happen, and just chaos is everywhere. And yeah, I found those moments to be immensely satisfying. So like, those are know, really good. When I like when I manage to really chain a combo in the right way. So like you know, I send Groot to kind of. Uh, stun everybody in an area then I have rocket throw a a grenade on everybody and then I jump in I fly in and I do this uh, area of effect attack and all of a sudden like you know eight enemies melt when I do this uh, proper execution attack I found that really good and also like you know very satisfying when I'm like you know issuing the commands to my peeps as I'm shooting at the same time, and there's this ability on one of the perks that you pick up uh, very early on, in which, yeah. like, after your gun heats up, you have to click the the, the trigger the again reload. at yeah. the right time, get the perfect reload to to do a burst attack. Yeah, and like flying over the battlefield, shooting people, issuing the command, and then hitting that perfect reload while doing a last minute dodge. Yep. If you can orchestrate that chain and like you get good at the flow of combat, it is immensely satisfying. 
Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. There were actually like I think sequences in the game in which like you're not supposed to fight the hordes of enemy. You're supposed to like fight them a little bit and then run away. And then run away. And yeah, then I only realized anyway. only realized 15 minutes later that I was supposed <laughs> to run away because I was so caught up and just I'm just killing everybody and shooting at right. them and all of that. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, I honestly uh, from the early coverage I'd seen my my disposition towards the game was actually that it was not going to be good. Yeah. Like the stories I'd heard were kind of like maybe a, a bit of a troubled production. The early videos I saw were a little like, you know, not not the not the most interesting. Um but yeah, when you're in the pilot seat, it it really works. Yeah. And it's it's so good man. Like uh, I remember like, you know, in uh, you know, back in the cartridge days in which like or maybe like even a little bit beyond that, IP-based games. So when Osama games, was 20, 30 years old? When Osama was just, you know, like made his uh, third game or so. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, You know, like um, IP-based games, they were not given that love and attention. Because no. at, at the time, you know, they used to think that, well, the game is going to sell based on its IP anyway. So we don't really need to spend a lot of money or the same amount of money that we put in dev of uh, an original IP as we would in a in a shelved sure. IP. So there was a lot of like you know Marvel games and X Men games and all of that that were inoffensive. Mediocre, I guess right. yeah, they yeah. Were, you know like they were okay games, but the the masterpieces of that of that era used to always come from somewhere else, not from a an IP based game. And I remember yeah. like. Um, when the first Spider-Man on the PlayStation, uh, like that came with the Sam Raimi movie, came out, that was like one of the first like really good I- IP I mean, games. The old, the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighter game was pretty. Uh, good. That's, that's pretty true. Uh, that uh, could not. T- what was it? The, tor- the tournament one. Uh, the tournament one. No, I thought you were talking like about that. Turtles in Time. Oh, Turtles in Time was also good. Yeah, Turtles in Time. Basically, was good. just all IP games were bad except for Ninja Turtles. <laughs> it was a hit and miss, is basically right. what I wanted to say. In which, like, right. um, uh, you never knew how things are gonna go. Uh, and I really like in, in the modern era because it's so expensive to make a triple A game, and also like um, those IPs have become conglomerate multiverse all sorts of right. media coming out of them that there's a lot of love and attention being poured into the games that they're doing so like you know the spider-man games are amazing the um uh, this game is incredible and like uh, i'm super excited about the upcoming wolverine games all the you know the most recent star wars games are really fun to play and all of that so it's a good time yeah it's a good it's time, a good for, time. I mean, for like marvel games and disney games uh, generally Honestly, IP games, the Lego games are consistently great to that's me. True, like, that's true. I just I love when Lego does any take on any IP because it, it usually just ends up being a silly but wonderful time. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, Guardians Guardians has a, a sheen to it, like a polish. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It feels it feels very um for for the type of game it is, it feels very sincere and very well realized. Yeah. It's really um, one of the few games this year that I couldn't stop playing. Yeah. Um, like I couldn't put the controller down the entire time I'm having fun. And I want to know what's going to happen next, you know? Like uh, yeah. the, the story is very captivating and <laughs> and uh, the stakes are high. Yep. Yeah, for sure. 
It should be pretty Ooh, good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, hopefully, we'll finish it, and hopefully, Osama's playing it as well, because uh, you know maybe we can talk about uh, some more next week. Yeah, exactly. By by then, I would have finished it. I think. I mean, like, yeah, I, me too. I, I don't think it will survive till the weekend, because like, I, <laughs> like I can't wait till I finish work to just jump in and play a little bit of that game. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's it's um it's, it's definitely going to be done. Um, I've played another game. Okay. Uh, uh, also slightly it's becoming my in-between session uh, sh- sessions game um, okay. it's called Riders Republic oh okay uh, haven't played that this is uh, made by Ubisoft Annecy so those uh, I mean like a, when it's a Ubisoft game there's a bunch of studios that worked on this right but like led the development I think is Ubisoft Annecy mm-hmm. um, they're the same peeps that made uh, Steep yep 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 I never played Steep Actually, back in the day, so. I I played Steep a little bit, but it turns out that um, somehow being able to warp all across the mountain at any given point wasn't really fun. Okay. So I just I just kind of played it, and then I went like, yeah, okay, I can I can mm-hmm. I can move around. Yeah. And then never really got into the flow of it, which normally I like games like that, but that one just kind of like I don't know if something felt a little um, flat. Okay. For a game about snowboarding, flat is probably bad. So do do you I, snowboard by any chance? I don't. I don't. I yeah. just. I really like snowboard games since like early like SSX, SSX and like stuff. right. You know, you just kind of grow up with them, and yeah. there's something about it about like the way the way you move through the snow and like the speed and like the 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 sort of uh, the mountain and the vistas just sort of like sticks in your head. Yeah. So I've generally enjoyed snowboarding games. It's just steep. I just kind of bounced off of, and I was I was genuinely disappointed about that. So I'm really curious to hear what you think of Riders Republic. Now. Uh, Riders Republic like took the downhill experience from uh, just snowboarding to uh, anything that could roll down a hill, really. <laughs> so like, um, there's uh, mountain biking, there's skiing, there's snowboarding, and I think they had that in Steep too. Uh, there's uh, wingsuit. Yeah, as wingsuits. Well. As somebody that spent a good amount of time over the past couple of years working on a wingsuit, it was, yeah. also, <laughs> it was also something fun to see and uh, to kind of relate to. Um, as you would expect from a Ubisoft game, it's an open world game in which, uh, and the open world is like a very uh, varied environment. Mm-hmm. Like there's the snowy ranges, there's the uh, spring areas, uh, forest area, all the mountain downhill kind of stuff. And um, yeah, you can choose your um, your downhill item of uh, of choice. Um, you go to multiple events that are scattered all over the map, and then you do the do the event. It could be a race, it could be a competition, it could be all sorts of stuff. And then based on your performance, you collect uh, points and stars, and you get better gear. And then you can use this better gear, like a better bike or a better snowboard. And yeah. that gives you stat boosts that allows you to use it uh, somewhere else. Um, it is a lot of fun. Okay. So like it is like it really scratches that uh, that snowboardy uh, that downhill at, uh, like you know fun kind of thing that you do. So I don't do any of these things. So I'm I did snowboarding a couple of times just to try it out, but I'm not like an active snowboarder or anything like this. So and I definitely don't do wingsuits. Um, but uh, that feeling, the visceral feeling of going down a hill and racing and like, you know, going through uh, pulling up tricks and landing those tricks 
It's very satisfying. And it's a lot of yeah. fun. And for me, it's like a perfect kind of like, I don't want to think much. I just want to jump straight into the fun kind of game. Yeah. And I, yeah, uh, just jump in, play a bunch of races, spend a good like 20, 30 minutes, like a palate cleanser kind of game. Uh, works perfectly for that. But I also see like there's so much content. There's so much to do. Uh, I could see, you know, people spending dozens of hours yeah in a game like this no i mean that's all that's kind of what the promise of steep was to me and that didn't click for me but i'll make sure i'll give this a go then because it i mean it sounds like maybe just steep evolved yeah absolutely i think they've learned a lot of what they've done in steep but like i said i haven't played it and they've right. just like expanded a lot more on it with uh, so many other things the controls are tight and okay. um, you can see that, you know, the devs are kind of like, they're having fun with this. Right. And it's it's like kind of close to them, so they're having fun with it as they're making it. So, yeah, just a lot of fun. I think the only gripe I have against it is that um, there's, a, there's a narrative to this game. I don't really necessarily feel that there should have been. Um, right. But uh, it has it has the Forza problem where it's like it is a really good game, but then a bunch of bros keep coming in and talking about bro narrative. It's exactly that, you know, the bro yeah. narrative, of like you know, somebody's trying to you know to talk in the lingo kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I just constantly keep thinking of you know Steve Buscemi going like, "How you doing, fellow kids?" <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it it just yeah. yeah it feels unnatural for uh, what the game is. It's hard to, con- I, I mean, you know, it's game development, so it must be there for a reason, but mm. uh, I've, I've always wondered about the reason. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to give it a go, though. It's a game that has a lot of attitude, and I think they tried to translate some of that attitude through the narrative, right? Uh, but it's a hit and miss. So some lines right. are clever, but generally, I just, you know, I just want to take my bike and roll it downhill, you know? Right. Like, <laughs> So really what we need is a snowboarding game with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, get, get those guys to write that narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Let okay, me know if you check it out. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. Um, Have you been playing been, anything? I, yeah, I've been playing some games. Um, so I played more of the 51 board games. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And um, uh, most importantly, I gave on my birthday, I gave my dad my old Switch. Because <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid... My dad would play games with us all the time, nice. right? Um, but at some point he stopped because we got better than him. Yeah. And that's no longer fun. <laughs> so, uh, and if you're listening, if you're listening, dad, like, you know, that's what happened, right? <laughs> like, we can, we can discuss about, like, life getting too busy. But, like, really, we just started beating you at the racing game. Um, <laughs> so it's been decades since he's played video games, but uh, he was at my birthday and I had um, I had a spare switch because I had upgraded mine to an OLED one. Uh-huh. And I just decided to ask if he was interested in it and he said, yeah, it's a Nintendo. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, so I put two games on it for him. I think I told this last time. I put mm-hmm. Asphalt on there because he liked racing games yeah. back when I was younger. And I put 51 board games because it has Tola. Uh-huh. It's Pac-Man. Uh, and that's my dad's favorite game. Nice. Right. So um, we played that. We played a bunch of other games. And then this week I was visiting him. And um, he had set up the Switch and he had hooked it up. But he, he didn't quite know how to operate it. 
So just mm-hmm. sat down with him and like sort of like ran him through how does the switch work, you know, how do the controls work, how does the Joy-Con work? And I have to admit, like having done this with my mom for a PlayStation, a switch is definitely more complicated. Yeah. Because you've got the Joy-Cons and they can be in different configurations. They can be one player, two player, like, you know, you can attach them, disattach them, remove the switch from the dock. The PlayStation was pretty straightforward. You hold the thing and you press the buttons, right? Yeah. Um, so that's been a little, uh, that was a little complicated. But then when the game started working, uh, you know, we played a lot of games. I played uh, Tola with him, uh, and he is indeed very good, uh, like terrifyingly good. Oh, nice. Uh, um, we played um, we played darts because uh, there's like a little uh, Joy-Con controlled darts game in there. Uh, he did really well at that too. So I think he's got sort of like a taste for how this works. And I hope he continues to play some games. Um, in the meanwhile, I'll just go continue to visit. So, you know, he, I can explain things that he's having trouble with. But I think 51 board games might be his entry game to, to video games. That's so, so cool, inshallah, man. We'll see. That's so I'll have, cool. have two gaming parents. <laughs> um, yeah, my mom is continuing on Mass Effect. Oh, she's still uh, a massive. Which one is she at now? She's at three now. Oh wow! Okay. And um, for for those of you who know the game, she's about to do Priority Ranok, which is one of the narratively one of the biggest missions in the entire trilogy. Nice. Um, because it's the the um, it's it resolves a conflict that is like set up really early in Mass Effect One. She's invested in the game world. Yeah, she she really loves the game world, and uh, I think I think she's gotten really attached to sort of like the crew and the world and sort of the universe. Like she admits that she doesn't always follow, like she doesn't quite know what every word means. Like mm-hmm. you know, she if somebody tells her a sorry, she's like, I think that's the blue ones. Yeah, right. Um, but it's it's hard for her to follow that amount of information. It also remains hard for her to follow conversation while she's playing. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of just throws Guardians out of the window as a potential game for her. Because, like, 90% of that game is banter during gameplay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, she's building up. She's building up to that to that conclusion of the series. And I'm I'm really excited to, to, to hear what she thinks of it. Because, I uh, saw, by the way, release some uh, statistics on N7 yeah, Day. Yeah, I hope she hasn't looked at those because there was also <laughs> some spoilers in that. <laughs> There's so. a bunch of spoilers there. <laughs> pretty big spoilers in that one. So, Mom, if you're listening... Don't check out whatever we were just talking about. Uh, just finish just finish the video game. Um, so that's been really fun. And then I've been playing uh, unpacking, uh-huh. uh, which is really short. It was it was uh, it's not a big game. It's a few hours of, of gameplay. Um, and it's it's so wonderful. Yeah, it is so, so incredibly good. You know, every now and then you come across a game where the concept is just it's so small, yeah. but it's so right. Yeah. Um and unpacking is about unpacking. It's about, you know, getting to a place and and unpacking your boxes and putting things in the places that you want them to be. Um and this kind of game kind of instead of like being a game where different people unpack stuff into different houses, this is about one person sort of unpacking their lives into these spaces mm-hmm. over the course of their life. Okay. Um, which means that there's a lot of unspoken narrative sort of I in see. this game, oh, right? Oh, that's very like, cozy. 
it's so it's so chill it's so cozy it's so sincere and so genuine and so it's just a good video game it's the kind of game that you're looking at you're like how did nobody make this before because everybody has the experience of unpacking their stuff into a space yeah um and nobody made that video game and now they have right uh and it's just it's it's a flawless video game it it I've heard discussion that it overstays its welcome by like five percent, mm-hmm. and I just I disagree. For sure, uh, I just, that doesn't sound like it's what is it seven minutes, right? <laughs> right, but I I do think that this is not a game you finish in one go. Like okay. if you can, if you play a bit and then stop for a little, uh, mm. you'll have a much better time. Also, putting some time between your unpackings is is um, is really uh, it helps sort of with what the game is yeah um can i unpack something in the wrong location so like um there, do i need to put the right things at the right places there's kind of some guidelines and and but it's not necessarily about like doing things perfectly it's more about just doing things mm-hmm. uh, but it is it is at the heart i guess it's uh it's a puzzle game mm-hmm. right so um you you want to make sure everything fits i see is the uh is, is kind of the goal uh, it's very chill there's no like rush there's no there's no anything you just kind of you kind of figure things out where you want them and you know put them in places where they fit yeah and uh, i don't know if you saw this on twitter but the sound designer on this game went all out oh yeah no like, i don't know all Tell out Apparently, there's like forty-one thousand sound effects in the game, or something. Oh, what? Yeah, the, it's like putting putting there. There's this this video going around of a player putting down uh, a can of of uh, spray, toilet spray, <laughs> uh, and just putting it on different surfaces, and every one of them sounds different. Oh, okay. Like they went all out on the sound of this game, like the 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 act of putting something down. Yeah. Um. It's just that it has too. It, it's like border. It's it's gratuitous. It's too much. You look at it and you're like, "Are you what? Why?" Uh, but then you're playing it and it's like, "I get it. I get it. It makes it. This is perfect." Um, That's awesome. You played also, it on uh, what? What uh, do you played it on? Uh, what device? Uh, I played it on Switch. On Switch, huh? Oh, so it's on yeah. a Switch. It's, uh, it's on Switch. Is it coming to Game Pass? Do you know? Yeah, us on Game Pass, man. Uh, <laughs> I think it is on Game Pass. It is on. Yeah, Game Pass. I think it. I think it released on Game Pass too. Ooh, I might give it a go. Uh, I just, I know the developers, and like I said at the start of the episode, right? Like yeah. you know, game developer rules. If if uh, Witchbeam, like I've played this game. Yeah. When it was very very early, I've heard about the game. Yeah. Uh, so I just I wanted to support the devs. It's they're they're cool. good people. So. Nice man. Uh, yeah. What a game. What just one of those games where you play it and you just kind of sit there and you're like, yep. Nope, flawless. It's flawless. It's uh, it's ge- it's genuinely flawless. It, it's it is what it should. It's an idea. It's a concept taken to where it should be, mm-hmm. and then executed properly. Super good. I'm gonna definitely check that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I've downloaded Forza. Uh huh. But I haven't had a chance to play Forza yet. Yeah, it's, I'm hearing really good things about um, how much is being received. 
Yeah, I mean, I've I've loved those games, like because it's it's you know like Forza's kind of split into two series, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Forza, and you've got Horizon, Forza Horizon. Yeah, and they're kind of they're kind of two completely different games. Uh, like mm-hmm. Forza is a pretty serious like racing game. Forza Horizon is basically go do weird stuff with your car, right? Get a cool car race go fast but also you know beautiful it's basically like a fun game about visiting beautiful places well fort says more of a yeah be good at driving a car mm-hmm. kind of game right um so i've been a huge fan of the forza series. i don't know if people know this but like i'm i'm a huge racing game fan just in general uh-huh. but specifically arcade racing games what? So I'm not a Gran Turismo kind of person. Like it, it's funny because a lot of people that do flight sims are also really big into car racing games. Um, I'm I'm not that. I'm I'm a give me a car racing game where weird stuff is happening, right? <laughs> From like I don't I don't really count Mario Kart as a racing game. It's an arcade game. Okay. So so that's that's too far away from racing as the core of the game. But like Forza. Um, uh, a split second, the crew, um, games like that. Like I, I love just a game where you can go fast and sort of like go through an environment. I, one of my dream games is to play a road trip game with a world like that, where you just drive through and you go from the one side of the world to the other side of the world, and you're just driving and you stop in like a little town and you say hi to people and then you drive again. I have a game right? for you called Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I and I love that that game was one is is genuinely one of my favorite games of all time because it it did that right it yeah. it was that feeling of like finding a little town and village and then just like walking in and like meeting the people and and it was it was very economical it was very well done I want like the maximized version of that mm-hmm. right yeah um, which like is the probably crew was supposed to be that to some extent. And, and I really enjoyed the crew as well, yeah. but uh, you know, you never stopped anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There was there was no reason to stop. You just like yeah. kind of like kept going. Pushed the yeah, you pushed the accelerate button and you held the accelerate button until you went from San Francisco to New York. Yeah, uh, and I've done that real road trip in real life, and in real life, it's way more fun because <laughs> you stop at places. Yeah, uh, not to say that the crew wasn't fun. I really, really love those games. Yeah, those uh, those games uh, are cool. One one more than two, but I still really loved both of them. Um, so yeah, Forza Horizon. I'm incredibly excited. I uh, I wish Osama was here because I think he has some some thoughts and things he wants to say about the game. How but do you feel about Wipeout? I love Wipeout. Yeah, I, yeah, I, but yeah, I love Wipeout because when I was a kid, I couldn't play it, and instead there was this B game. Remember B games? B game like the. They were kind of like the rip-off versions of big games. Okay. So it wasn't like... It's like you had like Wipeout, right? Yeah. Which was a PlayStation game. Yeah. And then you had like Killer Loop. Uh-huh. Which was basically just Wipeout, but made cheap and fast. And clearly <laughs> just a rip-off of Wipeout. Um, I don't think so I ever I, played Killer Loop, actually. I had Killer Loop. And then you had Destruction Derby, but then you also had Fatal Racing. <laughs> I don't know the right. other one. <laughs> right. That's the thing. Nobody knows the other ones because they were the $5 version uh-huh. of, of the bigger games. But I could never afford the bigger games. We could never afford the bigger games. Those yeah. games were expensive. They were like, what, $30 or something? They were very expensive. Yeah. 
but the, the cheap the cheap copies like you could get those everywhere so uh, for me it was like fatal racing and um and uh, killer loop and i loved killer loop but i had a friend who had wipeout and it you know it was clearly the better game yeah wipeout is such a cool one man i i always have it installed on my playstation they have the remastered uh, collection i uh, i Sorry, uh, just have it always um, right. Uh, downloaded, and whenever I just want to just listen to music and play a game, that will be the one. You know, <laughs> just go fast. Just go fast and just uh, yeah. shoot some fools. It's it's so yeah. much fun. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's the the sense of speed. I think I feel like we've lost that. Maybe maybe I've lost that. But like mm-hmm. the the um, the sense of like extreme speed that Wipeout had. Somehow with higher fidelity, it works less well. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's really true. It's like you that sense of like acceleration that I remember from like playing Wipeout as a kid. It's kind of gone. I wonder if it's me or the games. But oh, it's interesting to do a side by side comparison actually to see right. to see what what it is the difference. Because for me, like a lot of these games, they're kind of like I remember them, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't looked back in a while since. So. Right. Who knows? I recently did that with Transport Tycoon, and Transport Tycoon holds up pretty well. Man, that game had one of the most difficult to comprehend UI, probably. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but also the best music. Uh, music is fantastic. I, I remember Would I used like... to leave Transport Tycoon running all night. <laughs> Same. So that I can make all that money from those buses. So I can right. finally yep. build the, the train station. And then you wake up the next morning and all your airplanes have crashed overnight. Yeah. You know, like, like wait, what? Those, that, that era of simulation games, they were closer to be a software than it is a video game, really. Mm-hmm. But, but, but I, I loved, I loved it. it for it because I, I felt like a, a grown-up, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. playing Transport Tycoon. I was like, I'm doing some important stuff. Yep, that's important. <laughs> Got to make sure people get from A to B, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How else will the kids get to the toy store? Yeah, I wonder what happened yeah. to that series. The, the, the last time i remember looking into it uh, transport tycoon itself became like uh, an open source kind of thing yeah so there's this thing called transport uh, tycoon deluxe uh-huh. that is uh, that is the the sort of final version of the game that was officially released yeah and then there's an open source simulator called open ttd uh-huh and uh, OpenTDD is the, the easiest way you can play Transport Tycoon now, but you still need the original data files to be mm. able to play it. So if you still have them somewhere, yeah. that's good. If you don't, then you need to get those files some way. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. That's, but that was the what I was thinking about with the open source stuff, because I yeah. remember that... You can still play that game in its all of its original glory, and you can experience that UI for yourself yep. <laughs> one more time. Uh, but yeah, so if you, um, if uh, I think it's the sound or the music that you need. So I think there's an open, there's also an open source graphics pack, but the yeah. sound and music are not. Yeah. So, you know. Um, it's really good though. Uh, OpenTTD is is on my computer at all times. Um, but I, I had it. Yeah, I, I went back into it. Like, I have it on my computer always because it's just such a big part of me growing up. And StarCraft is on my computer. Every computer that I get is there. I just hadn't booted it up for a few years. Yeah. And uh, a few months ago, I just kind of went like, how is open? How, how is how is Transport Tycoon? Yeah. And it's good. Awesome. Um, 
So yeah, speaking of airplanes, I did more flight training. Oh, how's that going? It's going really well. I was at my third lesson and uh, um, gosh, I can talk so much about this, but we don't have a lot of time left, I think. So yeah. uh, the, the basic version is I did um, climb and descent uh-huh. uh, on this exercise and um, my instructor was really cool. Um, his, his name is Mark. Uh, he's He's been great. Uh, he has the same birthday as me. I don't think if I mentioned that before. No, but, we wanted um, to give him a birthday cake with your face on it. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did mention that. Yeah. Um, but um, he's he's been really like good to to um, to train with, and um, uh, so we did uh, climb and descent, which are they sound very simple, and they technically are very simple, but there are specific ways you can do them that are better and safer. So we did that. And then after we did a bunch of um, uh, climb and descent, um, he routed me back towards the circuit, which is sort of like this imaginary racetrack around the airport what? that everybody uses to land. Wow. Um, so so there's sort of like if you have an airport without a tower that controls how people land, instead everybody just kind of agrees on that there is an imaginary racetrack at a certain uh, altitude, right? And yeah. it over some airport at 700 feet. And everybody flies that same race circuit. There's rules as to how you enter the race circuit, and there's there's rules about how you fly it. But because everybody is doing the same thing at the same altitude, you can just kind of focus on left and right, right? As you approach the race circuit, you can very clearly see who else is in it and whether you need to be careful. Because there's nobody in the tower going like, hey, yo, there's a other airplane here, right? It's <laughs> yeah. it's you. You have to see um, you have to see it. So because everybody flies the same circuit, um, you know, for every landing, every takeoff, we're clear on who's in the circuit and and what is happening. So um, when you're taking off, you can just look in the circuit and see if anybody's there, if anybody's coming for approach or for landing. So it, it keeps things safe, right? Yeah. So he routed me to the circuit and then let me fly the circuit and then let me descend and then just went like, okay, well, how about you do the landing? Wow. And this okay. is like my third lesson. So I feel like, you know, uh, things are going pretty well there. Um, he had a few small corrections and I came in a little high, but mm. it was really fun to do a landing. Um, <laughs> he probably doesn't know was, how much flight simulator you've been playing. <laughs> well, by now he does. But ah, okay. um, uh, yeah, apparently the, the, the climb and descent uh, exercise went well enough that he, he was just like, yeah, okay, let's, let's just do this thing. And he just kind of ran me through some of the final... Steps, he took care of the radio because that was too much for me, like doing mm-hmm. landing and radio at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I took care of the, the radio, but I, I did I did a landing, uh, which I uh, just to emphasize, like back when I was uh, practicing like years ago, I never did a landing without assistance. Yeah. So even though he was there and like giving me some hints, I, I was the only one with like hands on the yoke and like feet on the on the pedals and uh, hand on the throttle so huge milestone man Amazing. it was so fun uh like takeoff sure that, that's relatively straightforward but uh landing is obviously a lot of physics so i'm really happy and i i will admit my weeks have just basically become monday yeah then the blur of work <laughs> then saturday for more more flight training and then sunday for this recording yeah Super. that's my that's that's my week. I enjoy my weeks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. It's good. Monday. It's good to be busy. Right. Monday, stuff. Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Monday. 
it's good. It's good. Good. Oh man, I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to you taking us on the spin one time. I really hope Osama shows up now. Very unlikely. Right. Very unlikely. Actually, I think Osama. You think Osama's asleep? Probably. I think like it was 8 a.m. his time, but I I thought he wakes up uh, around that time. Today. I thought he was a responsible man that woke up early. In By the way, day. because he's not here, we're not going to be doing the email segment. Um, so well, there's no email segment. We'll move yeah. that to next we'll week. We'll move that to next week. If you have emails <laughs> for Osama to read, send them to info at thehabibis.com. And then inshallah, if he's here, <laughs> and inshallah, <laughs> inshallah, Osama would read them. But yep. for today, I guess uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> Osama, you, Osama is not gonna pop up last second as we all expected, but uh, I, there was there was hope. There was there hope. was hope, but uh, it was fun to catch up nonetheless. <laughs> it was good to talk. Join us uh, next week. Hopefully, we'll have three habibis for you. Inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, One from Norway. There'll be a podcast. Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, Malish. And if not, Malish, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> We're 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 still good. We're 45, 44, 44 in. So. 44 in is pretty good. Yeah, we're still yeah. keeping us Oh, we're coming up on the one year. Oh man, yes, very close actually. Woo. Yep. Yep. So um oh. yeah, I'm knocking on wood as we keep going this momentum to <laughs> to at least complete the year. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but uh, uh join us next week for the time being. Salam. Salam. That was the Habibis podcast for this week. I am Fauzi Masmar, your host for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Fauzi Masmar. My fellow Habibis were Osama Dorias, who you can find on Twitter at Osama Dorias, and Rami Ismail, who you can find on Twitter at THA underscore Rami. Send us your questions, stories, and suggestions via info at thehabibis.com. Intro and outro music was provided by Malik Zubela, and the logo was provided by Ibrahim Hamdi. The Habibis is a weekly podcast about three game developers drinking good Arab tea with new episodes launching every Friday, inshallah. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcasting service or check out thehabibis.com for more information. Thank you for listening. Salam.